1: Welcome to Talking Halo. This is Derek C. Paul with my guest today, Steve Rudden from Birdland.
2: From Birdland, Birdland. I can you explain Birdland, Steve? Uh well, Birdland has started uh,
3: well, let's see, how many t- how many years ago was the rebuild, like before they before 2014 when they started winning again? They had another crazy rebuild, and they called their baby birds Birdland, and so they had a lot of young prospects that were like, like high, wow. like high, high prospects. High, you know, they're going to change the culture of the of the organization. That never panned out, and so they called them the baby birds, and so that's how Birdland started, and it, and and it's been their moniker. For for years, the Birdland Daily, Birdland, Birdland Daily. Daily
1: podcast, and provides recaps, provides content, solid content on the Baltimore Orioles and, and this week's, the Angels go into Baltimore and they're going to be going to Baltimore after losing two of three in Cleveland. The Angels are two and twenty three. You can say it again: two and twenty three in Cleveland since twenty fifteen. And they've extended my angel's personal losing streak to 12 games. It's is pathetic. But before we get
2: into anything, we want to give our, our sponsors here at Blue Wire a look. Here we go.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: All right, so I'm not going to talk much on it because we have a wonderful guest here. Angels lose today 4-3. Poor Patrick Sandoval takes the loss. Shouldn't have. And for many reasons, I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later this week. Once again, the bullpen fails the team. And quite frankly, managed to fail, fail him. And so I, I can't even imagine how things are going inside the clubhouse right now given the continued issues fundamentally, but tomorrow's a new day and you have the second place, but playing like first place overall, Baltimore Orioles in Baltimore, a hitter's ballpark, but the pitching matchups look interesting. Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on with us. And I would love it if you would first give us your background on covering the Baltimore Orioles.
3: Uh so um I, I started my Birdland Daily podcast a little bit after the season started this season but I've been an Orioles fan my whole life uh went to the last uh few games at M- Memorial Stadium uh, I saw Cal Ripken's uh 2131 and i used to up until uh, last uh, this past season i was doing customer service for the Orioles and uh, nationals television network uh so i was around the team in uh working capacity but i've always been watching the games i try to watch as many games as i can uh i used to work uh, right for uh fan sided birds uh birds watcher um so i've baseball's Baseball's in my in, in, in my blood. Oriole fan all my life, and I just wanted to. I always wanted to write for MLB, but that has never been hap- been able to happen. So I wanted to start my podcast and talk about the Orioles because I love baseball and I love the Orioles so much. So the Orioles are
1: twenty six and fourteen. Yes, they are in second place in a division where the last place team, the Yankees, are four games above five hundred. Welcome to our
2: new balanced schedule. Wow. I actually like
3: it. I really like it.
2: Well, it, it de- I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure you
1: should <laughs> looking at this schedule here where the entire division is killing it, but uh, what's been the secret? Because I, we were talking when we were recording for your show and the one thing I, I noted and you know, I think you were nodding a little bit in agreement. Two of your big guys, your young stars, Gunnar Henderson and Grayson Rodriguez, who's pitching the series opener, they haven't shown their best stuff yet. They haven't really clicked yet. And yet this team is 26-14. and They've been very good across the board. They've got
2: a lot of things going for them. What is working with those guys still figuring things out? I think it's just the players
3: around them. I mean, uh, for Grayson, you know, he always has that one bad inning, but then he picks it up. Like in Texas, his, his first start, you know, his his first inning, he was, you know, he was struggling, but then he picked it up and then in Chicago gave up four runs dominant. So it's really just one, one bad inning or he's just really wild. Um, in Kansas City, he had a seven seven one lead, and he gave up I think six runs. So it's he's really inconsistent. You know, he can be dominant, and then he can just 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 struggle. As for uh, Gunner, I mean, he gets on base. He's he's walking a lot. It's just I, I I feel like he's pressing a lot to get a big hit or just just get on base besides walk. Um, his, he's, he's, he's also making a lot of errors at third. Now, now that he's, um, uh, replaced, uh, Ramon Urias, uh, who's on the IL with a hamstring and indri- in injury. But, uh, yeah, I just think Gunner is pressing a little bit and, you know, it, it took Adley a little bit time to adjust to the major leagues. So I, I think we need to give, give Gunner a little bit more time. Even though I've seen some of the fans th- uh, say that we should probably send Gunnar Henderson down uh, to the to uh,
2: the minors, but he just needs more time. So, talking about Gunnar Henderson, here's he's hitting 175
1: on base percentage though for a guy hitting 175, three forty one, right? Uh, still has four home runs, only eight RBIs, one on base what was the skill set for him that really kind of earned him? Cause if you were playing fancy baseball, he was regarded as a guy, you have a draft. Right. And now I was people to give up on him, but what is supposedly in his toolbox that makes him this third baseman of the
3: future? I just feel like, I mean, he's only 21 years old. So, I mean, there's, there's still room for him to grow. I mean, he, I think he jumped. I think two or three levels in AAA last year. So I mean, he just he dominated every every level that he was at. This is the highest level that he can he can reach, and you know he's struggling. So I, I, I eventually, he's going to figure out the hitting part. And he's 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 good at def- defense, but you know. He's still a little bit raw. <laughs> All right, so take us through
1: here. The, the pitching matchups this week. Right now, what we do know is tomorrow. This this is the highlight pitching matchup of the series. Showy Otani takes the mound at four and one, two seven four ERA against Grayson Rodriguez, a two and zero, of five point
2: zero eight ERA. How are you looking at this matchup? Who's got the advantage here? Uh
3: definitely Shohei's got the advantage because he's got more experience. Uh, he's got, you know, more, I just feel like he, he, he struggled in his last few outings, but I feel like if he needs to get back to what he was doing at the beginning of the season,
2: as for Grayson, he just needs to, um, you know, not give up that, that, That
3: one one inning where he just breaks down. If he can handle that, he should be okay. But I I I feel like Shohei needs Shohei's got the advantage.
1: How does Grayson handle Camden Yards?
2: I mean, I think he's won both of his games there. So I think no, uh, no, maybe yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean the.
3: That's a hard question to ask. Uh, right, well, let's, re- um, well,
1: let's rephrase it because it, yeah. you know, it, with him having some early struggles, yeah, it's a little bit hard to nail down. But how does his pitches? How do they work with a notorious hitter's ballpark like Camden Yards? Does his well, stuff I mean, work well there?
3: I think it does now. I mean, probably before they moved the moved the wall back, it might not have. You know, it might, might have been an issue, but I feel like with the wall move, being moved back, it's it's more of a pitcher's ballpark now. So I I feel like with his with his stuff, I feel like Grayson
2: can dominate at Camden Yards going forward. So how's this lineup looking right now? It, it they got they got shut down today by Pittsburgh. Oh. Yeah.
1: A little ugly. But overall, yeah. what a run score already. Again, holding on. I mean, you have one solid guy right now, Tyler Wells with a two, six, eight ERA. And then next in line is 4-4. Four, four. So obviously, you're, you're scoring runs. You're, you
2: are – the offense is, is taking the lead here. How does this offense break down? Well, actually – in the last
3: week or so the Orioles have only scored about like 20 runs. So uh they've just been facing the the, the Braves and the uh Rays and the um uh, the Pirates. So I mean, we only scored what 6 to 3 on Friday and 2 to nothing yesterday and we didn't score at all today. So I mean, it's it's been a struggle for the offense as well.
2: I mean, it, yeah. So it it just it's just run and run of 22 games against teams with
3: uh, over 500 records. So, you know, they are winning these games. It's just been a struggle with the offense. I mean, Malcastle got four strikeouts today. Anderson <laughs> three, three, is, and uh, Stowers four as well. I got to so.
1: tell you, Malcastle's killing my fancy team, man. <laughs> it's killing my fancy team. I just want to point that out. The... I'm looking. Yeah, I was looking at your schedule and thinking, oh, my gosh. Pittsburgh's been a surprise, but, you know, they're slowing down a little bit. But Tampa Bay come, comes in, Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. the Angels, then they go off to of Toronto, then to New York, yeah. host yeah. Texas. And I think by the time the Guardians come in, the Guardians are going to be above 500 too. They're starting to heat mm-hmm. up. They're starting to get together. And mm-hmm. they always do. They're always slow. They always figure it out. Come early June, late May, and here we go. So – this series, in my view, though, of all those teams, I'm just listening off now that Pittsburgh's done, I honestly believe the Angels are the most combustible. They've got the most issues right now. This is the series that kind of, like, you got to take, in my view, three out of four, four out of four, three out of four if you can. And really? here I am looking at this matchup, and, and I have to give the thumbs up to the, the advantage to, to Shohei in the first one. Second game... Yeah. I don't see a pitcher. Who's your Who's your starting pitcher right now in your uh,
2: for Tuesday? We don't know either. We think it's Silseth. Uh, we got Dean Kramer going. Yeah, Yahoo didn't have it. We Yahoo Sports didn't have it listed yet
3: for you
1: guys for Tuesday.
3: Yeah, it's uh, Dean Kramer versus uh, Silseth. Okay, then so tell us air.
1: about tell us about Dean Kramer.
3: Dean, up and down, you know, like the last two starts, he's been dominant against uh, the Braves and the Rays.
2: No, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Braves. Um, so it's he started off pretty like
3: pretty bad, and there were talks about him sending him down,
2: but he's uh, he's figured it out. I feel like, um, in the last two starts, at least.
1: So then you have Wednesday, Griffin, Canning, Kyle Bradish.
3: Former four, five, angel. six. Pardon me. <laughs> Former Angel, or uh, at least how's
1: prospect. he doing out there now?
3: Ah, uh, honestly, he's he's uh, ex- exceeding expectations from the Dylan Bund and Bundy trade. <laughs> Please expound. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. We didn't think that Kyle Bradish was gonna, you know, amount to anything after the Dylan Bundy trade to uh, the Angels. But mm-hmm. Kyle Bradish has uh, gotten the most of the return on the Orioles' investment.
1: Well, his his ERA is at a four point five six, but that can mean a lot of things this time of the year. Uh, it could be a couple he bad has- outings. Tell us about where he struggled at.
3: He had one bout adding, uh, I think against the Red Sox uh, a few weeks ago, he gave up seven runs, but in his first start, he got knocked out in the second inning. But uh, after that, that seven run uh, outburst against the um, Red Sox, he's been, he's, he's been pretty lights out. He did pretty well uh, last Saturday night in um, Atlanta, but he just didn't get enough runs, uh, and the Orioles gave up that that um, that that game in the eighth inning with a two-run home run.
1: And then That's the series it.
3: capper,
2: Tyler Anderson against. Ty- I'm, I'm hearing a lot about Tyler Wells. Oh, uh, Oh uh, pick- He was a um,
3: rule five pickup uh, a few years ago, and he first started out being a in in in, in the bullpen. Uh, But last year, it was his first year as a starter, and he's been lights out. Like, I'm very, uh, I've I've been really impressed with him um, in the Orioles' rotation. I mean, he's got a, like, in 75 games, he's 12 and 11. But, I mean, let's see. Yeah, last year he was 7 and 7, and then uh, this year he's 2 and, no, no, sorry. 2021, he was uh, two and three. Uh, 2022, seven and seven. uh, He started twenty three games, and then this year he's three and one, but he's but he started seven games. He um, in the game that Kyle Bradish got knocked out in Texas, he pitched five scoreless innings uh, to uh, help the Orioles win two to nothing. And then Saturday night, he pitched seven innings striking out eight. Uh, so he's been, he's been lights out. I'm best rule five player that we've picked up. <laughs>
1: where, where's this coming from? Like where, where, where do he really kind of turn a corner from a, a rule five draftee to son has
2: been very, very good. You know, that's, um, I, I, th- I think it's getting more, more experience.
3: In the uh, in 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 the pitching staff, you know, like Chris Holt is the Orioles pitching pitching coach, so I I I I I I think Brandon Hyde has assembled a really good coaching staff that has helped this pitching staff. Uh, Even last year, you know, like I, they exceeded expectations, and I think they're they've had their rough starts this year, but in last you know, ten eleven games. They've been lights out and not, you know, they've been given uh going past five innings or at least going five innings
2: since the start of this twenty two game five hundred uh streak. <laughs> now is you looking at the future here. Mm-hmm.
1: One of the things we've talked about in previous years, as you have done other Orioles previews, was the fact that it was a total rebuild. There was a breakdown, and this was a team that was rising.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's happened quicker than I thought it would. Honestly, I thought they were, a, I thought coming in the year they're probably a year away. They're they, they might get to 500 this year. Um, this is outside looking looking in. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not happening. They're they're a very good 26 and 14. What really has made the difference in this Oriole club as a whole?
3: I'm going to say, I mean, if you look at what what happened after Adley Rutschman was called up, I think it's the Adley Rutschman, you know, effect. Like they were below 500 when they called him up last year in May. I think it's about a year, almost a year, since he's been called up, and I think they've won like ninety something games since since that time um so i I definitely think it's it's the adley rutchman effect as- uh, as well as having some veterans mixed in to the Orioles organization like you know you got the Kyle Gibsons you got uh Ty, um austin hayes cedric mullins who is who have been part of the the rebuilds and Now they're finally all starting to get it together with, you know, a mix of the young guys with the veterans who have been here and who have been part of a lot of losing. Um, So
2: I think that's, I think that's what it is. Adley. So I expressed earlier how I
1: viewed this franchise coming out and, and what they've done. I mean, to me, their rebuild has been a model rebuild. Mm-hmm. How do you view this Oriole rebuild? Like, how are you seeing? Do you? I see them as a they—they they are set the next five years. This is a team that's going to contend. They have a lot of young talent that's that's locked up. They're 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 going to be good as long as they can stay reasonably healthy. How do you view this franchise right now?
3: I think this guy, this this rebuild, this team, the sky's the limit. You know, because they've got so many like top prospects knocking on the door to make the the roster but it just depends on what what happens with their current roster and you know say that some of the top prospects you know aren't don't really make it or don't really make an impact on this 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 team in next this year next year you know however long i also feel like they need to start um you know maybe in in the off season get a top top of the line starter but like you know spend some money on the on the pitching because you know yeah you got Grayson but you also have Kyle Kyle Gibson who's 35 and you know there's not any young besides DL Hall who he's had he's had a a, a few starts here and there but he hasn't put it together Mm -hmm. consistently in, in the majors, you know, he's, he's been out of the bullpen. Like he's, he's gone back and forth. So I feel like they need a front of the line starter to whenever they, you know, make that run in the playoffs, have that number one, and then they'll have a Grayson and then, you know, DL or Kyle Bradish or whatever. But, but I feel like they are close they just need that top of the line starter eventually but they all, but i really hope that they start locking down their 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 young, young stars like the like the Braves do who sign their players for like 8 years when they're like a couple years in the majors but i'm not the gm and i don't i don't, I don't have that money
1: <laughs> has there been any talk out there about being a dark horse in the race for for Shohei Ohtani,
2: not, not yet. No, Mm-mm. you said yet, like it
1: almost like you kind of expect there to be.
3: I would hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if if, <laughs> if he's available, you know, and you know something happens where the Angels are like, "Hey, we like these 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 players, and we'll give you Shohei," you, you have to
2: at least consider it he is he's he's the best well we'll find out so steve can you let people know where they can find your work your podcast everything in between yes
3: you can find my podcast uh on all all podcasting streaming uh services uh it's uh birdland daily and if you uh on twitter as well it's uh at birdland And I've got Instagram, but I mean it's I just post, you know, like little clips. But Birdland Daily on all podcasting sites, uh iTunes, Spotify, iHeart and radio and everything.
1: All right. Well, thanks so much for taking the time. Hopefully we can catch up again in, in the series out in Anaheim. It was good talking to you and Yeah,
2: nice definitely. Get-
1: All right, folks, that does it for us today. Our preview podcast will be out here on Sunday night with, you know, I may add a funeral dirge after this disgusting appearance in Cleveland where they should have won a series and fell apart instead, but we'll see. Follow us on Twitter, at Halos. Follow me at DC Apollo. Follow all of our team. They do a great job. And don't forget to check out the website at talkinghalos.com where our guys are putting out work, hopefully, to get you drawn into what the Angels are doing both on and off the field. We're out of here. Have a great one.
4: mypatriotsupply.com.